All right, Justin. Sing me a song that when you first listen to it, you're like, what the fuck is going on in this song? But then at the same time, you're like, fuck, this is a bop. And loved it anyway. <laughs> hmm. You know what? The the first time I heard the poker face song, pa 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 poker face, pa 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 poker face, or whatever. Like the first time I heard that, I was like, "What is this?" You know, like I think I came in halfway on it. I hadn't heard the whole song, you know, and it was kind of weird. But then when I went back and listened to the whole thing, I did like the song. I was like, "Okay, this song is actually tight." But when I first heard it, I can't, I think I came in on that part. My, my, my poker face, my, my poker face. No, 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 no. My, my, my poker face, my, my. And I was like, what is this? And then I heard the whole thing and thought it was tight. So I oh. think that counts. All right. I like that. I get it. Cause it's a little out there. You know what I'm it saying? Is. Like at the time, it was a little out there, you know? That it was, was like kind everybody's, of a throwback. That was everybody's introduction to Lady Gaga. Yeah, I get it. No, no, that counts. And then the name Lady Gaga, I was like, Lady Gaga? Like, and and Gaga made me think of a baby, and it was weird, because, you know, Goo Goo Gaga. So the first thing I thought when I heard Gaga was, it just made me think of a baby, and I was like, Lady Gaga? So I even, I thought her name was kind of weird. But now I'm all like... She's tight, but you know, at the time, I get it. It's a little weird, you know. No, it's a little weird. No, I think that's a. I think that's a good. That's a good choice, Justin. You get a point. All right, Heather. What about you? Uh, I'm really trying to think of one. The thing is, like, I can remember that being a like. I remember a song that i felt like that about but i don't even now remember how the song goes i just remember it was a justin timberlake song and i think it was that song called filthy from his man man of the woods album like i remember that song came out and it was super weird and super like not really this the normal type of justin timberlake music and i remember being like this is kind of weird I don't know how I feel about it. And then as it kept going, I was like, okay, I'm kind of on board with it. So I remember feeling that way about that song, but I just, I haven't heard that song in so long that I don't even remember how it goes now. But you have to sing it. That's the point. (laughs) I know, but I'm just saying, I have an answer slightly, but not the singing portion of it. Do you know what song I'm talking about, though? Yeah. It's kind of like when his, yeah, when the album first came out, it was like the, 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 the new song off of the album that the first one that was on the radio. It was, it was the second it was, one. It was the second single off that album. The first one was that was Say Something one? with, uh, what's his name? Chris Stapleton. Oh, yeah. With Chris Stapleton. You're right. Yeah. But it was like the, like one of the, one of his newer songs, you know, from this like new album that was supposed to be like a somewhat different type of album for him. And 
it, it's not like it, was, it wasn't a bad song. It was just, it started out so weird and it kind of had like some kind of like robot sounding vibes to it. And I just didn't know how I felt about it, but I don't remember it now. I don't know if that counts though. You didn't sing it. Justin, render a verdict. <laughs> I know that's the rule, but maybe like a half point because it We don't give, give half points. We've been over yeah, this. Sterling doesn't. He doesn't do that because of the gods know, or something. I know. I'm just saying. Man, Heather, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always in your corner, but you, you got to sing it. Yeah, I just know. An I excerpt. just can't remember it. It was the first thing that I thought of, but I just cannot even remember how the song goes. Not even a hum? <sighs> not even just a <laughs> or something? No, I, I literally cannot remember how it goes. I haven't heard it in like five years or something. So I guess I have to take the loss. Well, I like how you resign yourself to it. You're like, well, I guess since it's my choice, we'll take a loss. No. No, it's just I, I heard Justin going in that direction. <laughs> no, you just take the loss. Oh, my. Oddly enough, Heather, you were actually close to the bonus point one because oh, yeah. my original like thought with this stuff uh, was the song Sexy Back by Justin Timberlake. When I first heard yeah. it, you know, whenever he's doing that really kind of distorted monotone voice for a lot of it, mm-hmm. I was very like, what is this? This is not typical Justin Timberlake. You know? But that song is yeah. a bop. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's all that's not a yep, that's true. That would have been an even better example. Cause it, it was that way too when I was like, gotta get on board with this new song, but then you hear it like once or twice and you're like, Yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> so Justin got a point and Heather got nothing trying to bargain that for half about points. Right. You're a brother, like, brother. <laughs> I know that Sterling doesn't give half points, but if it was like a Justin verdict, you know, it could have been. Yeah, but Justin's verdict is either you get a point yay or no point nay. Like, that's all it is. It's, does Heather get a point yay or nay? Like, I'm just saying. I was trying to appeal to the the verdict render. But that's the thing is he just renders the verdict, not the points. Well, in either case, <clears throat> it's been decided. So trying to cheat the system, Heather. I am. Because I had an answer. I just didn't see it. Well, you know, next time I say, hey. Talk about a song that you thought about this. You would get a point. Yes. I will keep that in mind. If this game had a rule book, I think it would be hilarious. <laughs> trying to state trying to every possible scenario and situation and what's a point and what do the gods say and when somebody can be consulted and when somebody right. can't <laughs> just imagine how hilarious that would be <laughs> yes that would be really great 
there are rules that it's just the rules that the game gods gave me, you know, when they need to render a verdict on a rule, they just, you know, conduit it through me. So on that note, here is our theme song. Cinema Slayers. 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 Hey, Cinefans, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. I'm Sterling, and as always, I am joined by Heather and Justin. And today, we're going to talk about what we like, didn't like, and everything in between with the movie Malignant. We will go spoiler-free, then recommendations and scores, and then into a more spoiler-centric section. And if you didn't see this movie in theaters, don't worry. It is also streaming on HBO Max if you have that. So you can also just catch it there. And so with that, Justin, what are your spoiler-free thoughts about the movie Malignant? Man, much like the movie, my thoughts are kind of, I guess, all over the place at this moment when it comes to it. I mean, this movie is like... Man, it, it it really is like a, a mix, an amalgamation of a, a couple of different types of movies. I mean, I saw some horror elements in this. There are some surprisingly like action <laughs> seed elements in this. There's um <laughs> You know, there's like the 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 mystery uh, cop chasing robber kind of scene in this. There's like, I mean, you know, if I were to break it down scene by scene, I'm pretty sure there's some sort of trope or something familiar that you'll come across just from some of the genres that 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 you know. Uh, I mean, as far as the execution of the movie, I think the best thing about the film is just the look of it and the way that it was shot. I do think that like quality wise, as far as visuals, uh, it does have that, that the dark, creepy, mysterious kind of atmosphere that it needs to have. There are some great shots uh in the film um and 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 this has been shown in some of the previews so i don't think it's a spoiler or anything but just like shots when a a room uh, is a room where we are is morphing and then suddenly we're in another room and then the way the camera turns to kind of depict that and stuff like that i loved a lot of those types of shots in this movie there's also like just a beautiful overhead shot where we're running through different rooms and stuff like that and i thought that that was well done too like visually i really did um enjoy how this looks and i mean it's james wan and in the good horror movies that he's done that's something that he's always been good at you know is is delivering on uh, the, the, the atmosphere that a movie like this needs to have. Um, but the reason I guess why my head is all over the place is that there are also parts of this where I'm just like, what was that? Not all the dialogue hit with me. Some of it, it felt, I think, 
that he was going for cheese or campiness, but then the but the movie takes itself so serious. I'm not sure. So that was weird. Like there are times where I was like, is it trying to be funny? Am I supposed to laugh at this part? Because I am, you know, and then there were parts where I was like, wow. But one thing I can say about it is that uh, I I didn't have a boring time watching this. Um, As far as just entertainment value, I I was intrigued by the story. I followed the story up to the end. And the third act really just takes a deep dive. I mean, this thing just takes a deep dive into just a crazy typhoon storm or whatever. But one thing, but one thing about it is that it commits to it. So even though the third act is just absolutely crazy and I think will be off putting for some people. And just from what I can tell, initial reactions have been kind of split on this. Critics lean towards it, though, but a lot of people just in reactions I've seen and stuff are split on it. And I can understand that because the third act is wow. Can't wait to talk about that. Um, But overall, I thought it was entertaining enough. I did have fun watching it. It's not a bad film in that way, though it does have moments where it is kind of like the acting not not every time I thought the acting was on point. There are times where the dialogue I was just like, really, that that was the best we could write. Um and it just kind of sounds awkward. Like, would a character say that? You know, and then so there's some of that. There man, there's like other things in this movie I don't want to say at the moment just because I think it'll spoil it. But yeah, man, this is just a, a mixture of a bunch of different things. And I think it all kind of your judgment of it is going to depend on how cool you are with the third act. And the, there and there's a twist, but I'm not going to say what or when or anything like that. But I think everything kind of it's one of those movies where everything kind of rides on how you accept that. Do you accept the ridiculousness of it and how over the top it is or does it completely take you out of the movie? And I think that that's where most people will land when they watch this Uh, or at least that's where I landed. So, yeah, man, it's a bit of a mixed bag, but I do think if I added it all up. It would be with a thumb leaning upward more than downward is where I'll say. I really just kind of like the idea that you didn't finish that, that statement with how cool you think the twist is and it just being, you know, it really depends on how cool you are. Because when you first started saying that, that's instantly where my head went. That you were just saying, I was like, man, is Justin about to say, it depends on how cool you are is whether or not you like this movie. That would be a hot take, though. Like, yeah, if you like the plot twist, then yeah, you're a cool person and you're a badass. If you didn't, well, yeah, you're just kind of a lame, awful, bottom-of-the-barrel human being. But, uh, you know, so... Let us know what you thought, you know? (laughs) That'd be pretty funny to say that. I've never heard that take. That'd be pretty tight. (laughs) It's just, that's where my head went, like, when you started saying that. But it just depends on how cool, my in my head, you finish the sentence with, you are. 
<laughs> That's funny. Uh, Heather, what about you? Yeah, I agree with um, most of that. I think that this was, I mean, this movie was definitely wild, <laughs> like craziness all over the place with it. But visually, it is awesome. I agree about like the room changing part of it and just really some great shots that they have of certain things in it. I, I It's visually awesome. And I really liked the music that they put in this. Just the kind of like moments when it's kind of building tension or something is revealed and like just the really cool, like just kind of haunting and, you know, hardcore music that they decide to play in those moments, I think is really cool and fit well in the scenes that they did them in. So I, I don't, I just, I think it's very um, well done in those aspects of it. I do agree. And it's interesting that you say that about the campiness of some of the dialogue, because I didn't think of it being maybe like a, a choice, like that, that was a specific choice because I mean, you know, you, you you see other movies that James Wan has done and, you know, directed and maybe not written or anything, but you, you just feel like he's done the, the dialogue well before movies he's done. It's been good dialogue, you know, and like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know who wrote this. I think he was maybe one of the writers of this one. Yeah, yeah. He helped write it. He did, right? Yeah. So I, I just, I don't know. Maybe that was a choice of like just the campiness of it. Like maybe that was on purpose because I noticed some moments like that too. And it's not like these actors are terrible. I'm not saying any of them are like phenomenal necessarily, but I know I've seen um, Annabelle Wallace has been in some other things before. Like she was in Annabelle, you know, um, McKenna Grace um, is in this movie. Like she's, she's good. You know, just there's people in this that I've seen in other things and they're good. So yeah, it's interesting. I don't know if it's a dialogue choice in that way, if it was on purpose or not. Um, If it was, it makes it a little bit more interesting, like to think about that aspect of it. But if it wasn't, then it's just like, yeah, it's like that was definitely the, uh, the low part of the movie probably was some of the dialogue. (laughs) So yeah, that's an interesting, yeah, question to ask, but it is, man, it is crazy and it's wild. But again, I really got invested in this, especially towards the latter half of it. I was like, what in the world is happening? I really just need to see what is about to happen in all of these scenarios. (laughs) Like this whole situation, I just need to know how this is going to play out. I need to know what's going to happen. It was, it was fun. It was crazy. I really was just like, I have no idea what kind of crazy turn is about to happen here again. And I liked it for that aspect. I think it did do some elements where it does keep you on your toes and there is some mysterious elements of it, but they're actually, I feel like they do it in a clever enough way to where you're not just like, you know, sometimes how things are predictable and this movie was so wild in so many ways that I can't really say it was predictable in a lot of aspects necessarily. Um, and I appreciated that as well. But again, it's, it's not like a, you know, just, it's not one of those like, Oh, this is 
genius. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen. But it was definitely different. And it was different enough for me to, it kind of stood out to me in that regard because I really cannot say that I have seen anything like this movie before. (laughs) So I, you know, I, I'm a little on the fence, but I'm really leaning more towards like, I liked it. Like I'm not on the fence in, it's not a down the middle movie for me, but it's just, I'm trying to decide if I liked the good elements more than I disliked the bad elements of it, I guess. But I guess that would mean I like the the good elements of it better because I do lean more towards I did like this movie. It was fun and it was interesting. Um, they maybe not they maybe have not done all of the aspects as well as they could have, but what they did with them, like I was invested enough to want to know what was going on. So, and yeah, they did have some some crazy action. They had some really interesting things that they put in this movie that were not expected from my point of view and it worked (laughs) certain things that they did. It just worked with what they were going with. So I, I honestly, I lean more towards, I liked it. So I did, uh, as a part of my TikTok series, I did do a short little one minute thing about this movie and a friend of the show, um, I know her as Katie. Justin knows her as Katie. Pretty much the rest of the world knows her as Becca. But she commented on it. And I think her her comment on it kind of sums up my feelings for this movie, which was, she said, my logical brain hated it, but my entertainment brain loved it. And I think yes. that that's kind of where I sit. Because this movie makes, in the end, makes just the absolute least amount of sense of any movie I think I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) I think Velocipaster has less logical leaps than this movie does. But (laughs) that is probably accurate. But at the same time, I cannot deny that I was 100% entertained by this movie. Like, when this movie goes off the rails, and it does, like, this train that this movie is goes into, like, all-terrain mode at one point, off the rails. It's so far off the rails, it's in like a random desert. It's so far from the tracks. (laughs) But I was on board for every fucking second of it. And like, every time my mind went, wait, what the fuck is going on? The other half of my brain went, shut the fuck up. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think there was some cheesy dialogue in it. But then, like, honestly, I don't really remember any cheesy dialogue. Because that fucking ending, I can't think of anything else. You know, also, this movie is in a weird way, like a a, a weird anecdotal version of that whole there's no such thing as bad press. It's like, 
can you really say the ending's like that bad or that crazy or whatever? Just because I'll be damned if you've seen this movie and you're not talking to somebody else about this movie and not pretty much just talking about the end. That's what you're going to talk about. You're not going to go, man, do you remember that scene, you know, two minutes into the movie? No, I don't fucking remember anything at the beginning of this movie almost. Like, I just, I mean, I remember the very beginning of the movie because that's also utter insanity, but, but like, it's just like, fuck. The craziness that is the end of this movie is just so beyond mind-blowing that I kind of think that James Wan might have tapped into some sort of dark magical power. Because (laughs) nothing like this should have ever been thought of, let alone then read as a script by someone else and then filmed. Yet somehow all those steps happened and we witnessed it. And I just, it is something unto itself. Like, oh, like so much of this movie, I mean, I, I will say this, like in a, in a better way than most thrillers or whodunits or suspense movies or anything, Dear God, I was on the edge of my seat for almost all of this movie. Even the end. Because like once you get to the twist and the reveal, you have your answers more or less at that point. They might not be the answers that anybody wanted, but you get your answers. And then you are still sitting there on the edge of your seat because you are still in a constant... You're in a constant state of what the fuck for like 25 straight minutes. Yep. And it effectively so. Like I said, I was on the edge of my seat because I was just so like what the fuck is going on? That it it had latched on to my brain. I was utterly intrigued. And then leading up to that point, you're intrigued because you want to know what's happening. You want to know what what's this and what's that. You want those answers. And like I said, you get those answers. And then when you get those answers, you're kind of asking yourself also, wait a second, what the fuck question did I ask that gave me this answer? But you got an answer. Which is still a lot more than some movies give you. I mean, for the batshit insanity that this movie is, You cannot deny James Wan's talent at making a fucking movie. I don't like the Conjuring movies. But at least the the first one, I don't remember if he did the second one or not, but like the first one is a well-made movie. I've got my issues with the Warrens. You know? So, I am openly biased about the fact that I'm not going to like a movie about them that's the, the way it is. You know, and I, I will openly admit it's because of my bias against them. And I will own that. But fuck, it's it's still a well-made movie. 
And just when it comes down to it, James Wan makes a fucking movie. Like, that's... I think... I'm looking back on it now. And I I know some of his horror movies are very hit or miss. But I'm not going to lie, for the most part... I mean, there's not too many James Wan movies out there that I don't like. I know critically... It was kind of, you know, uh, you know, panned and everything like that, but I really liked Dead Silence. And I think Dead Silence is a fairly good movie. Um, like Insidious is not terrible. Fast and the Furious 7 is one of my favorite Fast and the Furiouses. I think Aquaman did a good enough job while it fell into the DC bland ass gray villains and smoke fire bullshit ending battle scenes is about as an interesting of a movie. You can make a fucking Aquaman. Like I will say this, that movie made me care more about Aquaman than Aquaman comics ever fucking did. (laughs) You know, like so for whatever reason I'm I'm more on board with James Wan than I'm not because of how well that even when he does some of the most preposterous ass fucking cocaine and heroin induced fucking nightmares of fucking thought process that he will put on a screen like he did in this movie you can't tell me, and I will not believe anybody, I don't care who tells me otherwise, that he wasn't on at least 18 different narcotics when he thought of the fucking end of this movie. It's just that that's science. <laughs> you cannot come up with the end of this movie and be on any less than 18 narcotics. <laughs> By the way, I forgot he did Saw. Yeah. Yeah, this is like, mm-hmm. yeah, and you know what? And honestly, like, it makes sense that this ending is that. Like, I think honestly, as much credit as M Night Sh- uh, Shyamalan used to fucking get for being like, oh, the the master of the twist. I like James Wan's twist better. Mm, I mean, we've talked yeah. about it at at length before. The ending of the first Saw movie is a fucking masterpiece of fucking horror twists. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And I would argue that this is almost at the same level, just with infinitely more drugs. Just so <laughs> many more drugs. I'm not a big proponent of people doing drugs. But I'll be damned if this movie didn't kind of make me want to do some, though. Because if this is the type of shit that you can just think of, man, I might need to do some drugs, shit. And like I said, I won't believe anybody that tells me that he wasn't on them. Like James Wan himself could walk into my house right now, walk down the stairs of my, you know, down to my basement where I am at right now, and go, hey, Sterling, I just want you to see, see here that this is like the drug test. I took when we were writing this script and I'd just be like fake news motherfucker. (laughs) 
like honestly like I'm 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 kind of stalling going into this next section just because like I don't know what kind of score to give this movie. I don't. Because like on a storytelling level, like on a narrative level, I should hate this movie. Like I should hate it. I should not be okay with this ending. I have probably trashed, not probably, I guarantee you, I have trashed other movies that have probably tried to do this type of thing for failing at it so fucking bad. and Or just even thinking that that was a good way to do it. But at the same time, James Wan did it effectively. And I'm just like, fuck. Like, it's such a well-made movie that, like, am I actually going to forgive gigantic logical and narrative fallacies? Which is one of my biggest things about movies. I don't like, like, the, the, those narrative aspects of it are some of the things that, like, I will hit on a movie the most. From just, like, storytelling structure. I mean, I was kind of bagging on uh, Shang-Chi about it. Like a, 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 a fucking beloved MCU movie. I'm bagging on it because, narratively speaking, I didn't like the fucking way that movie ended. And then this is the movie we're following it up with. <laughs> but I just... I was entertained. 100% of the movie. Fuck. I guess let's move on. I can't keep stalling. Let's do recommendations and scores. Recommendations and score. Uh, Heather, go. Um, I, I will have to say I recommend it because it's so different and weird enough to just work um i i don't even know you're right i mean it's almost one of those where it's kind of indescribable like there's so many levels of this where it should not be good but somehow it is like everything is just weird enough and odd enough and crazy enough to just work um i i do think it is worth watching i i think it's fun i think it is intriguing i think it does keep you on the edge of your seat for almost the entire movie um and even after you find out certain things in the movie you're still just like no no i need more i need to know more about what is happening right now um so yeah i i do recommend it um and yeah while i do say that again it's not a perfect movie by any stretch of the imagination but it's just good, fun, entertaining horror film. And I I just, for whatever reason, I enjoyed it more than I did not enjoy it. And I can guarantee you I've not I'm I'm I've never seen anything like it. And if there's anything that's been almost near the level of like what they try to do in this, it definitely hasn't been done as well as this one because it wouldn't it's not even memorable. If, even if I have seen something else like this, I don't remember it because it must have not been good enough to be remembered. 
this is definitely one of those that you will remember and you'll come back to it and you'll be able to point out specifics about this movie that you're just like, do you remember this craziness? But do you remember how awesome it was? So I do think it is um, worth watching for sure. That being said, it is very conflicting knowing what kind of score to give it. (laughs) Um, I, you know, I almost, it's, it's almost like, do you give it a passing score? It passes the mark on like entertainment level, but yeah, narratively speaking and all of that, it is nuts. (laughs) So I think I'm going to give it, um, I'm going to give this a 68, um, 68 award-winning trophies turned into murder weapons out of a hundred. Justin, what about you? Um, yeah, I think that, um, it, th- this is probably, I mean, really, to be honest, it's, it's a polarizing movie. I think <laughs> it, you know, what, what you said at the, there, or, or the comment that Katie made about my logical brain hated it, but my entertaining brain loved it pretty much. It also describes, I think, the polarizing nature of this. I think if you are a person who, is looking for, you know, you're a person who's kind of triggered whenever the movie doesn't make a lot of sense or whenever you're, there are obvious things like, why does this person have superpowers, <laughs> you know, or whatever the case may be. How come none of this was explained, you know, or whatever the case may be. If you're that kind of person, I could see you thinking that this is really dumb like like seriously i i could see you walking out if you tend to lean towards being critical about those things i could totally see you going this is the stupidest thing i've ever watched and you walking out hating that you spent money or took to you know two hours of your life to watch this i could totally see that but i could also see somebody walking out of this you know on that other side of it and going man it was so entertaining i liked the way it looked and even though it went crazy i was down for the crazy and kind of like what heather says it's unique it's different it's memorable um and, and and you know and some people will argue well isn't that what a movie ultimately is supposed to be were you entertained in some way is usually the measuring stick of whether or not you probably think a movie is good or not. So it's really just going to be about what entertains you. Are you more entertained when it's logical and there's, you know, uh, and there's hidden meanings and there's this deeper message and it's philosophical and it's reflective? Or do you just want to just go in and just throw all the brain away and just have a good time? Both of those things can be entertaining. Which one do you fall on? And I think uh, whoever you are, that's what's going to determine how well you enjoy this. But I could also see in this being just a fun movie to show someone just to see how they react 
to it. Like just to see what their reaction is when you get to the end of this and you find out what the answers are. I would be interested to see like there are people that I would love to watch this with just to see what they think of it. You know, just curious as to what what face they make when they get to the end or how they react to certain things that are happening. So I do think this has some rewatchability in that way. You know, um, and there and there are some memorable scenes and things like that that Heather's talking about where, you know, I, I could see this having some rewatchability and I could see it being one of those that you don't forget about because the twist is just that crazy. Like, I, I, and it is unique. And, and then you got to give it some points for that, too, though, I think like I like when a movie takes risks. I like when a movie tries to give you something a little bit different. That doesn't always work out. And who knows? Maybe by the time we talk about this, maybe I'll decide it didn't work out. Who knows? Or who knows? I may like it more. Uh, but it that doesn't always work out. But I do commend the effort. I do commend the effort to have a plan. You go in, you say, this is what we're giving you. And you stick to your guns and you say, all right, what did you think about that? And that really is what this movie is. So I got to give James Wan that man, the dude has stones to come out with something like this and just to unapologetically stick with it and commit to it and not really back off. You know, especially in that third act, this fool does not back off. So I got to give it points for that, too. But but overall, it's entertaining enough and it's memorable enough. And I I just and I think it just you getting to the end of this journey alone, I think, is worth the price of admission to you have to see it to believe it and you have to react to it in a certain way and 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 experiencing that and reacting to this i think is worth a watch so i will recommend it uh as far as a score like i said i'm leaning more towards a thumbs upward i think that it's better the the things that i liked about it i do think overall just outweigh the things that i didn't like so with that being said we'll go with uh We'll go with um, 60 uh, (laughs) jailhouse John Wick-like fight scenes out of 100. (laughs) So if this movie was like a mathematical equation, it would be like you walking up to somebody and go, hey, What's two plus two? And they stand there for a second and they ponder mainly because they think like you're asking them a trick question. Like they know the answer, but they're like, why would somebody just ask me this? There's gotta be something I'm not thinking about. And they ponder for a second and then they get like this aha moment. And then they just like punch you in the face and go, fuck you motherfucker and run away. (laughs) That's what this movie is. And in doing that, I mean, uh, like I said, I was entertained. I was very entertained by this movie. And I think one of the things I like the most about this ending of this movie is that 
it's kind of like a, a scene from a, a show I like, um, Brooklyn Nine Nine. There's a scene where Lieutenant or uh, Captain Holt comes in, and he's got like a like a brace on his on his wrist, and everybody's like, "Oh, how'd you do that?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm not, you know, like everybody get to work, whatever." And then he pulls Peralta to him, and he's like, "Hey, you want to really know how this happened?" And he's like, "Yes." He's like, "I hurt my." My wrist hula hooping, and then proceeds to show him pictures of him hula hooping, and like naming different hula hooping tricks. And then Peralta goes, "Why are you telling me this?" And he looks him deadpan in the eyes and just goes, "Because no one will believe you." And then deletes the photos <laughs> off his phone. Yep, because he knows no one will believe him if he goes and tells them. Holt actually hurt his arm hula hooping. No one will believe it. And this ending is kind of the same way. If somebody goes, hey, I just need you to tell me what the ending of this movie is. And you kind of like briefly go through the plot of the movie and then tell them the ending. They'll just go, you could have just told me you didn't want to tell me the ending. You don't have to lie about it. And they would walk (laughs) away mad at you. Because no one is going to believe that that's the ending that this movie actually had. Because no one's going to believe that somebody actually thought of that. But, like, I... I had fun. I was entertained. And as much as, like, it might logically and and narratively not make sense, it kind of... in a way, does. Just because, like I said, you're you're going to talk about it. And in the end, that's not always a good thing. You know, there's lots of bad things that people focus on and talk about, but in the end, you're talking about it. And for a movie, honestly, there's worse things that could happen than you talking about a movie. Because I'll say this. Talking about this is only going to drive interest to people watching it. It's not something like, you know, where a lot of people had all those problems with the end of Game of Thrones. And so they're going around, you know, talking about how they didn't like how the show ended. That's going to negatively affect people watching it. I think even if you didn't like this movie and you just kind of talk about how crazy it is to somebody, I think more times than not, you're just going to make them curious and want to see it. And the in, yeah. in, in the end, that's when you're when it's a movie, that's what you want. So, I mean, uh, I think in the end, though, guys, <laughs> weirdly enough, I think I'm weirdly drastically higher on this movie than you guys are. I mean, you guys both gave it scores in the 60s. I don't know if I can go that low. Just by the sheer fact that in the end, like I said, 100% entertained. I'm going to give this movie uh, 82 Justin saying 
you're going to like this movie if you're cool out of a hundred. <laughs> uh, spoilers? Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers! So I think since this is, the, I think, the longest we've gone before getting to spoilers since we changed the format to this. Just throwing that out there. Um, that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, so like, uh, where to start with spoilers? Um, how fucking crazy was it when that guy's face came, came out of the back of her head in jail? Mm. <laughs> like, yes. that's where you start in <laughs> yeah. this movie, right? Like, you start in that scene. Like, when you're, when you get to spoilers, that's the first thing you mention is how fucking crazy was that? Like, and it just, it kept going. And, like, then her, like, she started bending around backwards and shit. I was like, I was wondering why throughout the movie that that Gabriel had weird body movements. And based on what they present you as Gabriel, it makes sense. I get why Gabriel moved like that now. I was never going to guess that's why. In a billion (laughs) years. That was never what was going to cross my mind. Like, I'm seriously sitting there thinking. Like, oh, you know, like, I I had deduced that Gabriel and her were twins. If you will. Mm -hmm. I had deduced that. And I was was partially right. You know, not completely, because by definition they wouldn't be, but in, in spirit, I was right. But, uh, yeah, I was not thinking teratoma out the back of the head. Just <laughs> did not cross my mind as even the hint of that was a possibility. And I had been thinking throughout the movie, and they, they set it up very well. Because throughout the movie, mm-hmm. I kept thinking, like, she was in the hospital. Did they not stitch up the back of her head? Because it kept bleeding throughout the movie. And that's just, I'm like, come yeah. on, guys. Why wouldn't they stitch the back of her head up? That's so weird that they're making that choice for this movie. It never once crossed my mind that that's because a motherfucker was coming out of the back of her head. Just, <laughs> just what is that? But like, I like how from when that scene happened to like the end of the movie, they don't give you time to question shit. <laughs> it just goes. That's true. Balls to the fucking wall from that scene on. It's just weird, weird backwards fucking fighting and murdering your whole jail cell and then fucking murdering a whole police department. She killed every single one of Seattle's finest. Just every single one of them. And it was just... It was it was very well choreographed. I liked that fight, uh, you know, that whole action sequence. I liked it. Right. It was good. It was, it was beautifully really good. Chore- choreographed. But then at the same time you're still thinking 
it's out of the back of her fucking head. <laughs> and then you yeah. kept seeing her face on the back of its head. And the way they did that, because you know the way they did that is they had the stunt person with a fucking mask on the back of their head, you know, doing the fights. You know how they did it. But, like, was that not one of the, like, more unsettling things you might have seen in a movie? And I say that, like, you know, you have, like, a Saul movie where people's, like, arms are getting twisted all the way around and their bones are shattering. And, like, that's unsettling. But, like, weirdly... Just the fact that they had that face on the back of this being's head while doing those things was just so unnerving. And I think part of it was because of how, like, it was just, it was so still. It was just that blank expression. And it was, I I thought, like, as far as if you want to get, like, adding, like, it weirdly added a horror element to that just because of, the unnerving nature of that. Because at times it makes you like, at least to me, it made me forget like for little split seconds that essentially a tumor person was the one actually fighting. But it's just, it's so, like I said, it's just, it just kind of eats at you deep inside, like at some like weird core level, just seeing the face like that constantly. And like, did I mention that like it came out of the back of her fucking head? <laughs> I just, I, at no point just, did I ever think that that's what it was? You know what I mean? Like, you know, even at the beginning of the movie, when you kind of see Gabriel, like through the curtain and you see the deformedness of it and all this other stuff, you're like kind of thinking like, Oh, like, you know, that is Gabriel. And it is Gabriel, but I'm just like, you know, that's that being. And then like, you're like, oh, they thought they killed it, but it they didn't, because, you know, horror movies, whatever. And then, like, when they're just describing what happened, when they're like, well, we couldn't do a complete separation, so we just packed it into her skull. And as soon as they said that, I was like, oh, no. And then, like, it clicked all at once. But then, like, they timed it so well, because as the realization of what is going to happen is hitting you is just literally when it it's like right when it happens. I'm not talking about like while you're witnessing it, like you're like, Oh no, that's what like, but like when you realize that like when they're like, Oh, we packed it into her skull and you're like, Oh no, it's about to come out the back of her skull. And then it's like two nanoseconds later, that fucker's coming out of the back of her skull. So it's like you get that realization right just a hair before witnessing it happen. And it just makes it like that much more disturbing. Because you solve it and then witness it just back to back. And because thinking that that's what's going to happen is one thing. 
Like, that's one thing. And then it happens. Then you actually witness the back of her skull open up. And a teratoma, his face is just coming out of it. And then her bones and shit start shifting. You're like, oh, this is a whole thing. <laughs> this, is, this is a whole transformation. Like, it's just utterly mind-boggling. But to me, it was... Yeah. It was just mind-boggling oh, in the best of ways. Go ahead, Justin. Oh, no. All I was going to add to that is that, like, it was very unique because, you know, you've seen a lot of those movies where, they, where they try to do the whole thing of, like, the, the killer the whole time was me or, you, you know, we've seen kind of those gimmicks before. But this was very unique in that it it, it wasn't her, but... It was, yeah, but it wasn't. Oh, yeah. Like, so it was kind of unique in that way, you know. It was a different person, but it's a different person merged with you, like you said, kind of like a, a Siamese-ish situation, you know. Uh, so I thought that that was cool, too. And then I even liked the, the fact that they packed it into her skull because they didn't think they could get rid of him completely without killing her. So some of him had to remain. So even that was just kind of cool how they explained it. And I was the same way. I had gathered that maybe this was a brother or something like that, you know, especially like at the beginning and stuff, like when they had lines like her saying, you know, I just wanted to know what it was like to have a, a blood relative or a blood relationship, which is just a weird thing to say to it to your sister. Uh, who's, who's right there. And I get it. You know, they, they then revealed that she was adopted and everything like that. But, but still that that's a weird thing to yearn for and want, or at least the way that was worded was just so weird. I was like, I want a blood relationship. Okay. You know, that was just weird, but, um, how that was said, but, my point is really is not to critique that necessarily, but just to say that they planted these seeds like that. Like I'm, I want a blood relative and all this other kind of stuff. So I had this sense that maybe Gabriel was a brother, but like, but like you said, no way did I see, I didn't see that coming though, that it was literally a brother. Um, that's a part of her, you know, that that's, so that was so I thought that that was very unique and was a surprise and yeah and that scene where she's killing where he is killing all of the security guards and everything like that it was a cool scene not a lot of uh, jump cutting and stuff like that there were parts where you got to see the choreography so it, it was a very cool looking scene and then just some of the gore you know you saw the hands getting chopped off you you saw like or even that one kill where we're in the bedroom and um Gabriel is sitting over 
the guy and sta- and just start stabbing him and the camera doesn't cut away like you get to see the stabs <laughs> to the neck and the face and stuff like that before the camera cuts away i was like oh damn they showed that so there was a lot of that too you know what i'm saying it just was very bold about everything like what it showed the gore that it showed and then just sticking with this premise until the end you know yeah, this movie is definitely the definition of like unapologetic movie making. Like they just put what they wanted in it. They were like, "Oh, I want to see somebody get fucking stabbed 90,000 times. I want to see somebody get their fucking arm broke like by a backwards person." And then like, yeah, the whole slaughter at the police department, you know, like cutting off the arms and like just like stabbing people through the face and like all this shit. Like they just went, Oh, we're showing you all of this. He kind of reminded me of Valdo, like in soul caliber. Yep. No, just, I get oh, like, especially whenever uh, it was doing the crawling stuff. Cause that was a Valdo yeah. crawl. Maybe that's how this yeah. movie started is James Vaughn was yeah. in there playing soul caliber. And he's like, man, what <laughs> if somebody was a killer, you know, all backwards, like, like this person. And it just all started from there. Oh, that's so That'd true, though, Justin. I, I hope that that was why. I hope that, that he somewhat got inspired by that because the dude moved like Valdo a lot. Oh, that was just and, like yeah, Valdo. Even, even when you yeah. look at the weapon, that's very much like the yeah Valdo's weapon. The knives and then the wide stance with the hands dangling and stuff. I mean, it was very much like Valdo. I mean, worst case scenario, you know, whoever like was the, the stunt actor doing that or the fight choreographer watched Valdo like worst case scenario, James Wan came up with all this stuff and he was like, wait, so you want somebody to be a backwards person? He's like, yeah. And he's like, you want these fight sequences? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, what the fuck? And then some random, like, he's like sitting at home. He's like, man, how am I going to come up with a fight sequence for a backwards person? And his kid was just sitting there playing soul caliber and he just happened to look up and go, <laughs> wait, who is that? And he's like, oh, this is Valdo. And he's like, does he fight backwards? And the kid's like, yeah, dad, fights backwards. And he just started playing as a Valdo main, learning all the moves, and just put him into the movie. <laughs> Man, I really hope that's the story. And if it's not, it is the story now. We're just going to exactly. do what James Wan does. That's it. That is the story. Yeah. <laughs> that. That is what happened because Valdo is the most effective character with his back turned. So it kind of makes perfect sense. (laughs) I mean, and I know, I know Heather, you have no idea what we're talking about. I'll send you a YouTube video of Valdo. (laughs) So you'll, you'll get to see what we're talking about because once you said that, Justin, once you said Valdo, it clicked on why some of those aspects felt as, as weird as I've never seen anything in a movie like that. Why they still weirdly felt familiar? Some of the movements, you know, like the way that Gabriel dove through the hole or like crawled through the hole uh, when he was running away from the cop. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fucking Valdo move. Like I was, it's one of those things like I knew that like it felt familiar, but I couldn't really place it. No. And that's why. It's just I've seen Valdo hit me with that shit. 
Man. Yeah. And now that you bring up that chase, just like I said, like all the uh, all the little uh, elements that he pulled from to just make interesting scenes in the movie like that, like that chase with the like, like the cop chasing the the culprit, but not able to get him. You know, didn't that feel like seven or like, you know, Casino Royale at the beginning or any of those movies where you're chasing the lethal weapon, like any of those action movies where you're chasing that bad guy, but the bad guy escapes, you know, it it was kind of one of those scenes, but it was in the dark and Gabriel was moving all weird, you know, and bobbing and weaving and had all this athleticism, which why the fuck was he that athletic and and able to do that? But beside the point, you know, we talked that there's logic meat sticking out. But still, I thought it was cool that he's drawing from all. You could see him drawing from James Wan drawing from all these other genres and things, you know. Well, even going into that, like now thinking about that scene specifically, I remember at the time wondering why Gabriel was falling so weird whenever he was going down the fire escape. And then now, now that I think about it, it's so obvious it's because he was a fucking backwards person. Like it didn't click. Like, even though I remember like it was all like, but then now I'm thinking back like all those scenes when I thought about how weird it was that it was moving like that. That's why man layers on layers, motherfuckers. Uh, Heather, what are some of your thoughts about this? Yeah, and it's and it is funny because one of the things I was going to bring up, um, Jason kind of alluded to it too, where it's like, like I don't know, like it, it just kind of begs the question though. Like as much as it was awesome with the action and the martial arts and all of that, like how does this parasitic twin who's been dormant for how many years? just know how to do all this stuff (laughs) like it just makes zero sense but to sterling's point you don't care you really don't because like by the time you realize like this is like this badass fighter you're just on board with it you're like great this is an awesome scene and then you don't even think about the fact that like why would he know how to do all of this like it's just so you're right i think the way that they time everything is just so perfect because by the time you realize that there's probably a flaw in the plot, you don't care by that point because <laughs> you've moved on to like this crazy bonkers thing that's happening in front of you. Um, you well, know, and it's, well, and it's kind that, of like the thing I appreciated with it is that like, once you get that twist, like I said, it's nonstop for like 25 minutes. You don't right. really get to process that. You just saw a motherfucker turn like backwards until right. like the movie's <laughs> over and then you're just sitting yeah. there and credits are rolling and you go that motherfucker was backwards <laughs> the whole time <laughs> yeah no for real yeah and like you know it, yeah it's just like and even backwards backwards dude martial arts is just better than everybody else's normal you know living life <laughs> like well, yeah, it's like crazy. I have never felt so inadequate in my life. Like this person <laughs> backwards fighting is just leaps and bounds better than me regular fighting. 
<laughs> this person's backwards fighting. Like, to quote a movie that Justin I know hates, and that Justin knows I hate, but it's like that Tom Green and Freddie Got Fingered, where he's like the backwards man, the backwards man can, the backwards man, or whatever the fuck that scene was. <laughs> but it's like that, like that type of thing, and I'm like, this fucking backwards man has infinitely more mobility than I do frontwards. This guy can bend over backwards more than I can frontwards. Which I don't know if that's a, a testament. Department. Yeah. I don't know if that's a testament to how incredibly out of shape I am. But still, fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's and it, it just makes zero sense that that would be but by the time you have time to process that or care that that makes no sense. You're just like that was such a great scene when he just dominated and destroyed that entire police department and police or jail cell. Like you're just like, this is insane. You, you just don't care at that point. And the same thing with the whole, like tracking down the birth mom. It's also like, how, how would this also dormant for 20 plus years, parasitic twin? No, who that mom is or where to find her because even Madison, the normal, like non-parasitic twin, like doesn't even know who the mom is. So it, it almost is just kind of like, why, why does he know that? <laughs> like, how does he, how does he do all of these things? And, you know, but also you don't really in the moment, you don't care. Like there are so many movies who don't do it right, where it's just an obvious plot hole like as it's playing out and you're just like, this makes no sense. But with this movie, they don't give you time to realize the plot holes until way later. And then you don't care by that point. So I think that's kind of (laughs) genius how that worked, you know, but I mean, but I also like speaking also to like Sterling, what you were talking about with like, Oh, once you realize what's happening like oh that's why he's walking weird and all that like just sort of the it it is clever how they set it up because while like the total of this story and the outcome of this whole thing makes no sense like setting up how the killer is the twin is is very thought out i mean thinking about like how how Madison is paralyzed when she's seeing these visions and when Gabriel is more in control you know she's paralyzed she can't do anything and she can't do anything because technically she's on the back of his head you know like like she's she can't do anything because Gabriel's taking control of her body but you know, in her mind, her mind is just going, gone to seeing what she wants to see as like what happened. And it just, it does set it up really well. And the whole, yeah, like backwards walking, it it just, when you see what happens, it, it makes sense. And even the whole, like, why is this now? Why is he coming back to life now? And then, you know, from the beginning, like, oh, because that dude hit her head upside the wall it woke him up, you know, like it just, it actually did play out all the parts of like why he is back sort of in control and, you know, dominant again. And I actually just think that was a clever way how they did it. I mean, if there's nothing else that makes sense in this movie and there isn't, 
at least like playing out those parts of how he came to be the in control killer it it worked you know they kind of set up the pieces for for it and you can go back and actually look and be like oh yeah they did do that didn't they oh yeah they did say that oh yeah she is paralyzed because she's not the one in control of her body anymore like it just i i did appreciate that they did that um and i also did like the like that chase scene that you guys were talking about with the detective and uh gabriel like it it is it is kind of a cliche because of the whole oh chase the guy or whatever but i do think that they actually did it a little it wasn't a complete cliche i don't think because i feel like at least these days a lot of those movies it would have been like when he was going down that fire escape he would have just been watching from the top and been like man he got away or like point the gun and pretend like he's going to shoot but doesn't like oh i don't have a good shot or something like i feel like that in most movies would have been how that played out but the fact that he's like okay well this is happening and he just continues to go after gabriel and chases chases him all the way to wherever he went like i just i feel like that was i appreciated that it wasn't a complete cliche because they did the follow-through they didn't just do the the cheesy like the guy got away okay he still tried to chase him to the very end there and I appreciated that aspect too. Also, did that guy actually die at the end? It doesn't really say or show. I mean, he clearly got completely stabbed and um, likely died, but it doesn't really say or show. Well, him, him and his partner, I, 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 I do say they leave that open because they yeah. just kind of show them both get wounded and then run away. Yeah. And then like the guy doesn't he doesn't the other detective like follow them to the hospital and then gabriel's like little weapon goes right through his like arm upper arm area and chest area so it looks Mm -hmm. like Like he's probably yeah like easily probably could have hit some vital organs or something and probably killed him but it just it literally doesn't after that scene he is not seen anymore like they don't even show it. And and that's interesting, you know, because it, it leaves it open. Like you said, like it doesn't say whether he died or not. Um, but yeah, I just think that, um, yeah, just that the, the, the chase scene with him, I actually, I enjoyed that scene with that guy because I think that it, it just made him seem more than just like this side, stupid detective character that, you know how they have that cliche detective that's just like, please, none of this is real. You're insane. Let me just do my job. Like that kind of pretentious detective guy. And this guy wasn't. He wasn't that. He was like, something's off. Something's weird. Let's figure out what the heck's going on. You know, like I just, I, I liked that they made, they kind of fleshed his character out a little bit to be an actual detective in some ways more than other detectives in movies that you see, especially horror movies when everybody's just all detectives and cops are stupid and get killed immediately, you know? Um, but yeah. And, and then also like (laughs) talking about like the campy cheesy dialogue, I think the biggest offender of that in this is really the beginning when the sisters are talking to each other. Right. (laughs) And that this weird reveal of like, uh, 
I shouldn't have said anything, but now that I did, I'm adopted. And just like that real weird, like cheesy, dumb way that they revealed that because like, she's just like, Oh, kept it a secret for all these years from you. And then suddenly just like a slip of the tongue and you just accidentally reveal it. And you know, everything's different. Like it was just like, that's, that's a really dumb like way to build up to that moment. <laughs> like it was just really, you know, and just whatever she was saying just felt very rehearsed, you know, and she's just like, oh, well, I, th- I thought you would have known by now or whatever it is that she said, where it just was, it was a very weird, cheesy build up. And then the sister's reaction was just like, what? Like, <laughs> just was very, <laughs> like, it just was really, really campy and cheesy. That's the biggest offender of it in this movie. Um, so yeah, I, I totally get what you were saying about that. And and maybe maybe it didn't matter because that's really just the thing that needed to be said to get to the next level of this movie of craziness. So it didn't matter to him or anybody how that was revealed, just that it was mentioned because it was a big plot point. So it just was yeah, it was it was different. <laughs> But, you know, overall, though, like, yeah, by the end of this movie and everything that goes on with it, like, I I did really enjoy, too, the part when, you know, they, you know, because they share the same brain, she was seeing what, what Gabriel wanted her to see as the reality of what was happening. And so at the end, she was able to do the same thing back. And I just, I did like how they did that part of it at the end there to where it seemed like everyone had just died and then really no that's not at all what happened so i i did like how they did that at the end there um but man this ride of this movie was crazy that that jail scene was absolute bonkers <laughs> like when you see her just starting to like rip the back of her head open in agony i'm like what the hell is happening right now as that the video was playing where you see this thing on the back of the girl's head and you're just like, this is happening right now. This is happening right now. And you just, your eyes can't look away. You're just like, wow, that that's what this movie is. That is absolutely what is happening in this movie. <laughs> you just, it, from there, Sterling, you said it best. It's just like, it is nonstop you 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 can't process fully anything because it's like okay she destroyed everyone in the jail uh backwards walking all this destroys the police department face on back of crazy fight person um you know just like <laughs> everything is go 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 and it's it really is kind of a smart way to do it because the, I mean, that, that displays to kind of the strengths of this movie. It's crazy enough to just work. And there's no logical reason that it should. So, yeah, that's all I have. I guess kudos to you guys for remembering dialogue from the beginning of this movie. But <laughs> I don't fucking remember any of that. Like, I mean, I remember, like, the the plot points with it all. Like, the whole, like, her saying, oh, I wanted to, you know a blood relative because oh yeah i'm adopted all that shit like i remember that i just don't necessarily remember it being cheesy just because 
Do you guys not remember that he came out of the back of her fucking head? <laughs> uh, and that's it. Like, it's like you don't care by that point because you're like, you know, to hell with it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I think that, yeah, that's a good way of saying, like, what happened with me in my brain. Like, I don't give a fuck about the cheesy dialogue at the beginning of this movie because he came out of the back of her fucking head. <laughs> like, I can't stress that enough, people. He came out of the back of her fucking head. Uh, Justin, go. Um, yeah, and like some of those things you brought up, and when you said at the beginning of the movie, the lines, yeah, the 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 dialogue with the sisters was, yeah, definitely all of that. But I thought you were going to say at the very beginning, where we're with Doctor Weaver, and you know the 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 scientists are getting thrown. Which I mean, I like yeah. the 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 scene overall because it did kind of remind me of one of those like old school like sci-fi scenes where it's like doctor the experiments have, have gone horribly yeah. wrong and then there's there's this monster this frankenstein created and they're throwing people around it 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 really felt like something like that and you know the first shot we get is this pan out shot and it's this dark eerie the hospital or something like it, it totally had that vibe and i i can tell that's the vibe he was going for but like all of that happens you know and she's doing this video journaling and then she goes in there and all these people are dead and then the part at the end when they finally i guess subdue gabriel for a little bit and they're about to start cutting and she goes oh i love let's it. remove the cancer oh i loved it i loved that fucking and i part. was like <laughs> i loved every and second the way of it that she said it and the way that she said it i was like uh, and like just the way that that was delivered <laughs> by the actress and like the way that she said it and that's what i mean by initially i was like uh, okay are we going for this? cheese because it was so incredibly With- that is like one of those one-liners where it's just like let's remove the cancer i was like what <laughs> like that, that totally it totally caught me off guard from the mood and the tone that they had set before that because it was super serious people are being killed she's trying to get control she's speaking all like proper and everything and then all of a sudden let's remove suddenly she just became arnold schwarzenegger in that moment so (laughs) i thought you know so that was the first moment where i was like okay was that supposed to be cheesy or was that was that was that supposed to be was i supposed to laugh at that or was that supposed to be a serious delivery and then the rest of the movie starts and it's this real like slow burn mystery kind of whodunit and now we're in this house and we're having um you know marital drama and you know all of that's happening and now we're kind of building and kind of setting up this mystery and it went a completely different way so that's what i mean by it kind of it crossed me over like alan iverson or some shit at the beginning like are you saying you got that you got uh you got lewd (laughs) you got you got crossed over by ai then he stepped over you 
Exactly, man. He crossed me up. The movie crossed me up, man. Because, like, at first it was like, okay, look, it's going to be this 80s kind of look at this sci-fi mad scientist like Frankenstein Bob we got here. And then it was so, so serious and dark and everything like that. Then she goes, let's remove the cancer. And I went, huh? And then then when it shifts scenes, now we're like slow building and setting things up and it took a completely different move so that's what it felt like it felt like i just got my ankles broke like oh we're over here now and it was too late but i I, I, was in the hoop i loved that line though and i think i think it was meant to be cheesy even though like thematically it might be out of place considering what happened before and what happens directly after it it's just because that's the bone it hit with me and I think that that's why I loved it is it felt like one of those weird lines in something like an evil dead movie or some like cheesy zombie movie where they're all stuck in the house and they have to get out with all the zombies around them. And it's like the guy turns to the camera and goes time to bury the dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, or something like that. Like it just, it felt like that to me. Like it's like the way she delivered it, the facial expression she made, Everything like that. It just felt like that dumb, cheesy horror movie line where they're trying to be serious, but it does not work at all. It felt intentionally like that. It also could be that they were trying that and it just fell short. Like most of those movies end up doing, you know, like, cause you'll have that moment where the person tries to say something serious and you're just like, it falls so flat it's not, it doesn't come across serious at all, and you laugh at it. It could be as an unintentional, but I think that's why I didn't have a problem with it or anything like that, just because it hit that, that same nerve that those cheesy horror movie lines hit in me. So I just loved that line. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get that. And, and and that's really like, and there were other scenes too, like just that back and forth of, is this movie self uh, trying to tell me that it's self-aware or not? Because, you know, sometimes like that scene with that, let's remove the cancer. So then I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be kind of like a self-aware type of movie like that. But as it goes along and it's building the mystery and stuff like that, it doesn't feel like that at all. But then there are just like these pocketed scenes where it does kind of like at the end of the movie, when Gabriel's like, you know, there's going to basically Gabriel goes, you know, there's going to be a sequel to this. Right. And then, uh, and then Madison is like, yeah, I know, you know, basically, okay. That's not what was said. I'll be I think ready what for actually you. What was said was, yeah, I'll be, you know, you know, I'm, I'm going to come back. And then she goes, I'll be ready for you then but basically that's what that was you know like so even that sort of felt like one of those like self-aware kind of moments like haha you know a horror movie where we're gonna have to set up a sequel right you know that's what it kind of felt like but then there were these other scenes where i think it was trying to be serious and i don't know if it really hit like when she's holding her sister at the end and she's like you know i wanted this blood relative but the whole time you were here in front of a face just loving me and now i realize that oh sister sister or whatever you they know, did you know what like, i was thinking that whole part of the scene <laughs> like you know what i was thinking about while that part was happening what she's still going to jail 
<laughs> right. Yeah. Like you that, can't yeah. use the, you know, the tumor twin in the back one. of my head defense. <laughs> That's not going to fly in court. You're yeah, going you to jail. Try to argue that. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It was all in the back of my head, Your Honor. Come on. But don't you worry. I already me. locked him up for good. Yeah, and it's not like you can <laughs> sit there and like the cop go, "I know it wasn't really you. You can get away." Because she killed all the rest of the cops. She killed all of them. So it's like it's, you, <laughs> all. you you can't even have the cop look the other way at the end or anything because they killed all the cops. Somebody's got to go to jail for that. And unfortunately, it's you because when they pull that security cam footage, they're going to see your face on the back of this and they're going to go, man, it's weird that you were fighting backwards the whole time, but that's clearly your face. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you murdered all these police. Damn, dude, you just like totally debunked. I didn't even think about that. I, I didn't even, but but it's like to what your point. I didn't have time to think about that because yeah. the third act just gets going and ends so abruptly. It almost doesn't give you a chance <laughs> to think about those things yeah. well, because like, the credits are rolling. That that's kind of, I guess, a strength and weakness of it. Like I, I do like, I guess, like the fact that it didn't end so in such a cliche where it's like days later or weeks later, and now we're sitting in an apartment somewhere or in a house somewhere and all of a sudden you see electricity start to manifest or something you know they could have went that way where everything's peaceful but that's done so like all the time this just really just abruptly ended i mean she did the whole illusion thing to him manipulated gabriel's mind uh he had to go back dormant he said i'm gonna be back she said i'll be ready for you then then she had the moment with her sister the light bulb manifests so we know that gabe you know honest gabe i'm gonna call him because that's all gabe really wanted was the truth man so yeah he's honest gabe <laughs> um you know it shows that honest gabe is could be manipulating the lights which how the hell could he do that anyway but all that happens like and that's five that's three minutes that's the last three minutes like and that's he's defeated that's if, Justin, it might be a solid two minutes and 30 seconds. I think you might be generous <laughs> yeah. with your three minutes. Yeah, I know. I might. I might be. I might be generous with that because it was, wasn't that like just teller abrupt. Like it, it was like, okay, we have the final confrontation. Oh, I'm in your mind now, Gabriel. I got you. Damn, you got me, girl. I'm going to come back in the sequel. I, I I know, and I'll be here too. Hey, sis, I should have loved you. You were tight, and he wasn't. Then all of a sudden, ooh, the light bulb. And that's the movie. <laughs> Boy, I like you to start was... doing like narratives or just like quick reviews <laughs> or things of movies just real like that all the time. Well, like, let me, but, hey man, but, she's like, tight. You're not. Let me, say, like, let me, let me like show you like, like how abrupt it was, like in my thought processes. So like the whole, like whole third acts happening, right? Insanity, insanity, insanity. And then it gets to where you're talking about right now, Justin. And then my first thought is when she's talking to the sisters, like I said, I'm sitting here thinking, oh, you're still going to jail. Like you murdered everybody. <laughs> you're going to jail. And then the credits start rolling and I'm like, man, wait, he came out of the back of her fucking head. Like then it just, it all washes <laughs> over me. Like, I went away. <laughs> I'm just like, 
like these words are traveling down the screen and i'm like wait fuck it out the back of yeah. her head no like so many she things open-ended all the cops backwards like i just start like it's just like all of a sudden it just unleashes this floodgate as these credits are rolling like every name that passes is just another element of this movie washing over me of what and that was like it. That was like the ending thought process. Like I wasn't able to think of anything the entire third act. My brain was not able to process thoughts until it got to the ending you're talking about. <laughs> and then it is, it just ends so abruptly that all of a sudden it just, all of them flood into me all at once. And see, and see when it ended for me, I just, for some reason, I just wound up accepting it. I don't know what it was. It was like I went through all the stages of grief, and at the end, you gotta be, you gotta reach acceptance, right? It almost felt like that's what happened. Like uh, you're watching it, and you're like, "Wait, what? Huh? Uh, wh- what? That's it? No way that that's it. You know, you're in denial. No way that that's it. Uh, 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 uh. And then at the end, you just go, "Okay." <laughs> well, no, like the thing is, is I recorded that's my what happened. I recorded my TikTok for this movie. Literally like two minutes after it ended, right? Typically, I watch the movie earlier and I record later. I like literally did the TikTok just right after this movie. And you can actually witness during my TikTok of me kind of reaching the same point as what you're talking about of just acceptance with it. Because like I'm talking <laughs> about it and I'm talking about how insane it is. But then like by the end of it, I'm like, but it was chaotically good. It's utter chaos. <clears throat> But it was chaotically good. Like it just by the time I get to the end of my one minute TikTok, I'm just like it's like this serene moment of like I said, just chaotic goodness is what I ended up thinking of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you're right. Maybe James Wan does have magical powers because <laughs> It's just like you go through all these emotions, but the one you walk away with is, I accept what happened here. And then the more you yeah, think about it, you really and do. the more we talk about it, it's like, should I have accepted? But I did. I mean, I've never been more okay with like so many open-ended questions in a movie. Like, is she going to go to jail? Is that dude, the detective, still alive? Um, this lady's never met her mom and her mom's in this hospital bed and she hasn't said a word to her yet. What's going to happen there? And like, just all these things that are left unanswered, but you do not care. And you don't even realize that that is what happened until like, literally, I didn't think about that until as we're talking about now, I'm like, oh yeah, they didn't answer any of these questions, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. Like, and also one scene I forgot to mention was the scene with the mom just held up in the attic of the lady's home. And well, like, even and she just that, falls through the ceiling. Yes. In front of everybody just falls through the yeah. ceiling. It makes you yeah, look guilty as hell, but still <laughs> with it, you have no idea what's happening because you still don't think, Oh, it, I didn't think it was her. Like, I didn't think, like, oh, she's, you know, got, you know, two personalities or something. But you're still just like, how did he get up there? Like, how did this, how was this lady here for this many days? And, like, 
nobody knew. The lady in the home didn't even know. Like, you're just, and then she just falls straight through. I didn't see that coming either. I think that was also a great twist that she was held up in the lady's attic. And that was, that was a cool scene too. And then she's just like, what the hell? Yeah. And nobody believes her. (laughs) So it's just all chaotic. Yeah. And it's, and, and, and the funny thing about that is that when you add it up and think about it, think about it at the end, it makes perfect sense that she was in her house because this was in the back of her head. So like, it's like literally So when you saw that, it's a yeah, it's a surprise <laughs> at first, but uh, of course everything was there because that's where she lived. That's where Gabriel was because Gabriel's inside her. So it it does you know, it does make sense even though like what you're saying is true, uh, some of those elements don't. But it does right. narratively make sense because the, the, it's the same. It's her. So that's why that she's there. You know, so that was cool. But I like how they 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 did enough where you didn't feel like it was the movie was lying to you or manipulating you like you thought that she was somewhere else. Then she just falls through and you realize where she is. So even that reveal was done in an interesting way, you know. And then the detectives are just like, what the fuck? <laughs> just look at her like, and then the one detective is like, I knew it was you. I knew you were guilty. And right. see, that's the, and that's, and that's the thing too. Like from the beginning, the detective, one detective is like, it's gotta be her. And of course we don't believe that because you know, that it's, it's the beginning of the movie. Surely it's not her. And then in a way it was, you know, the detective wasn't wrong per se. So even that's kind of cool, you know, thinking about it. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things though, that like, as much as we were talking about how narratively this movie doesn't completely make sense, it still kind of does like in a lot of parts, like, it mm-hmm. makes sense why Gabriel attacked her, but really didn't at the beginning, because that was in her head, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the whole aspect mm-hmm. of, you know, whenever she would get transported to where Gabriel was, but she was, like, paralyzed and just a witness, like, those aspects line up, because it was him taking over her body, and so her consciousness is there with him. Because it's physically her body. So, like, those yeah, aspects yeah. of it, exactly. like, line up really well. So, it's, like, one of those things, where like, while it doesn't make sense in a lot of ways, like, it still really does. Like, yeah. I, I think, and I think it's like you said, Justin, I think the best part about it is the movie didn't lie to us. There are so many times that movies like this would lie to us. Where it's the, you know, the person is the killer, but doesn't know they're the killer. They lie to us. This movie didn't do that. Yeah. And I think that's why I maybe appreciate it more at the end with it. Because like so many times when you have these movies where the person's secretly the killer and they just don't know it, like it lies to us so many times like throughout the movie going, is it them? Is it not them? Is it this? Is it that? Who is it? And all this other stuff. And you can't solve it because you're lied to. This movie you couldn't exactly. solve because no person ever should think that that's an ending of a movie. 
Like nobody at no point should you ever logically go, you know what? I bet I bet Gabriel's in the back of her head. Right. I want to know the person who guessed that that would be the ending. <laughs> like, but like, and no, and you're right. And that's exactly why, what I was saying earlier with like every, the story as a whole, you feel like this makes absolutely no sense, anything going on. But at the same time, it's thought out how they reveal these things and like the whole, yeah, making sense of she's paralyzed and the backwards walking like that. Yeah, it's it's because those aspects line up. Yeah. Yeah. And and I don't know. And maybe in a way there's maybe this kind of message about like I don't know. I mean, the 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 character is a female, so maybe it doesn't apply to or maybe it can't apply to males too and stuff, but I don't know. Maybe there's this kind of like thing about like having control of your body or kind of like, you know, my body. So I should be the one to make choices for it. I should be the one to control it. You know, don't let other people control you. Cause you know, this character was being manipulated and controlled by a lot of people, you know, the, the, when she was a child or whenever she was had, uh, which was, she was had, the mother was raped. Right. And then the, Christian parents didn't want to, they thought the baby was an abomination. So then she was forced to go to this like hospital and everything. So like, there's a lot of like everybody else controlling her, you know, controlling things. And then she tried to have those kids, but Gabriel was, uh, you know, eating them or dispatching of them trying to keep control of her. And then ultimately it's Gabriel controlling her and her kind of taking that control back. So I guess there's almost like this empowerment story underneath it, but well, that was actually going to be my next thing, Justin, because I actually think that it kind of maybe had a different purpose with that, that to me, what I got from this aspect of it, and this is what I was going to post to you guys next was to me, this movie was like an allegory for trauma that if you have something traumatic happen to you and it's like you let it build up and stay inside you that it can it like start manifesting itself in ways that you might not think about or like just start taking over aspects of your personality like subconsciously and by dealing with you know just put the idea of pushing trauma inside instead of actually addressing it and the consequences of things like that. I can see that. You know, I can definitely see that. Yeah, it could be an allegory for depression, um, any of that stuff, trauma, depression. Uh, yeah, I, I can definitely see that too. Yeah, trauma, PTSD, like just all of those things. Because, yeah, if you think about it too, like she didn't even remember who Gabriel was. Um, at one point it just seemed like he was a figment of the imagination. So all of that is because it was repressed trauma. She didn't even remember it. And yeah, so I, I completely agree. I think that that's definitely, um, an undertone of what happened in the movie. See, this movie got layers, just like that layer of skull that, got removed and 
Gabriel was pushed inside of. <laughs> you will. I don't know if you'll ever get over it. Honestly, I won't. <laughs> it's yeah. seared in your brain forever. Like it's yeah, gonna be weird. I, I think that's it. Because literally, Gabriel's in the back of her mind, kind of like how they say, you know, yeah, like your yeah. Trauma, trauma and stuff, your depression. That's where it, it it lies dormant there until you face it. You know, it it and it can manifest at any time. Yeah, I, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, this movie, and has- then even at the end, like I'll be back. Yeah, like. It always comes back. You're never really over it. You always have to be prepared to face it when it comes, you know? Yeah. And like whether that it be symbolism, depression or, yeah. Yeah. The symbolism of like when she's like, you know, basically saying you're locked away, locking him literally like showing the symbolism of he's behind bars. Like, you know what I mean? And like that was, that was a cool thing too of like, you know, I, you know, it's locked up inside of me and in the back of my mind, you know. Yeah. I mean, this movie has affected me so much that like, I don't know, in like 15 years when I probably have sort of some sort of malignant cancer in me, the doctor's going to say the word malignant and I'm going to go, oh no, something's in the back of my head. <laughs> You just start like ripping the back of your skull open, like get out, Gabriel. Yeah, I'm just going to start screaming. Let's remove the cancer. I'm just going to start screaming. <laughs> oh no, it's Gabriel and clawing at the back of my head. And the doctor's <laughs> right. just going to be standing there, going, "What the fuck just happened?" <laughs> yeah, if they said something like, you know, if they use that phrase, like "Let's remove the cancer," and it just this light bulb goes off. <laughs> you just start going insane with it. I'm just going to start screaming Gabriel in the doctor's office. <laughs> uh, you guys got any more thoughts about this movie? No. Nope. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Simuslayers podcast. Check us out on the internet at www.simuslayers.com or Facebook where we're cinema underscore slayers or uh, Twitter and Instagram where we're cinema underscore slayers. I think I messed one of those up. I don't know. It's too late to tell now. Uh, as we I mentioned earlier about TikTok and everything, we are on that with Simuslayers pod. I've been doing uh, today was is today is day 46 of 46 straight days of watching a different movie every day and doing a little one minute TikTok review on that. So got, uh, definitely got three and a half months left of this. So, um, check those out. Like I said, I did one for malignant on that. Um, and, uh, also, bef- uh, shout out to uh, plug Migo and Mundo Cho for our theme song and, uh, logos respectively. Uh, give us a five-star rating and review. We'd really appreciate it. It'd really help us out. Um, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your family's friends, tell your friend's family. But especially, more than anything, tell those dear sweet mothers about this podcast. And specifically also about the movie Malignant. I think there's just something about the movie Malignant that mothers would enjoy. 
especially the idea of Gabriel coming out of the back of her fucking head. So <laughs> definitely do that. And uh, also real quick before we uh, end the podcast, uh, a couple of days ago, um, Norm MacDonald passed away. And it was like really rough. Cause like Michael K Williams was last week and Norm MacDonald's pa- uh, passed away this week. And I was a huge fan of Norm MacDonald. I, I loved him on weekend update back in the day. Like I, I loved the reason why he got fired from SNL. Apparently it was because he kept going after OJ constantly. And the, one of the executive producers at NBC was a uh, good friends with OJ and didn't appreciate it and told them to stop. And Norm MacDonald said, fuck that. I'm going to still do it and did it and got fired because of it. And oh, also, wow. uh, one of my favorite sports shows from back in the day was uh, Norm Macdonald had a sports show on Comedy Central for a little bit. It only lasted like a few episodes, but I loved it. I loved Norm's take on sports and everything like that. And just, it, I loved his deadpan delivery with everything and, and stuff like that. So I, I, I absolutely loved that show, that sports show he did. And I was really sad when it got canceled. And, you know, this just kind of adds to it that, you know, I, like one of my, like I said, favorite people on SNL and comedians in general. And it was really sad that he passed away this week. After a nine-year battle with cancer that he did not publicize at all. So, anyway, uh, other than that, guys, just remember, according to Justin, Moon Knight is the Best Picture winner. So I got nothing. I mean, a man came out of a woman's head. I've got nothing. Do you know what I think you should have sang, Justin? (laughs) What? Rockwell, somebody's watching me. Hmm. I know it's not 100% accurate, but it still kind of captures the feeling. Hmm. Hmm. Or you could have just sang the sister sister theme song again. You could have. Yeah. Really oh funny. yeah. <laughs> I don't know the lyrics to that either, though. All I know is sister sister, <laughs> and that's hard to do. They go too high pitched on that. You know what I just weirdly thought about? Like, say she doesn't go to jail, and like for whatever reason. They're like, nope, we accept the whole brother in the back of your skull defense. (laughs) Like, wouldn't it be weird for the rest of your life knowing that theoretically everything you see, technically your twin brother sees also? Because they kind of, that's how they they did rationale that that's what they do. They share thoughts. And so, like, Mm -hmm. you couldn't even go on, like, a date or fuck somebody else because, like, you just know that you're fucking some guy and your brother is essentially fucking him too and witnessing all of it. Like, (laughs) wow. Yeah. 
the ramifications of having a brother in the back of your head are a lot more in depth than I think we were really prepared for. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of true. That's kind of true. I mean, what if he ends up becoming like a very overprotective brother? Like, you know, like some guy mistreats her and like, or ghosts her or something. And Gabriel starts making telepathic cell phone calls to him that she didn't even know were happening. He just starts making telepathic cell phone calls to him. He's like, you know, I don't really appreciate what you did to my sister. (laughs) Man. That's true. Gabriel has lots of, yeah, power here. And And I don't know, Gabe, I mean, like I said, he seemed like an honest guy. He just wanted the truth. Um, Maybe he can turn it around, man, and just kind of, you know, become a part of society. And every now and then they tag out and Gabe gets to go on. Maybe Gabe can go on a date, you know? Yeah, I mean, he was... have to use a filter on his profile, but... Yeah, I mean, he was kind of just dealing with the idea of being abandoned, you know? Yeah. Like, first he was abandoned by his mother. Then, essentially, he's abandoned by his sister. And he's just lashing out. You know, and maybe now that his sister remembers that he's there, you know, they can have little mental conversations, you know, and he can, he can get over his abandonment issues. Yeah. You know, that's the happy ending for Gabriel. Yeah. You know, there's a hilarious YouTube video (laughs) that needs to be made of this Gabe rehabbing and just being yeah. a normal society. <laughs> I like the idea of, <laughs> of Gabriel going to a therapist. It'd just be his sister's face just in a pillow because he's lying backwards. <laughs> <laughs> she just dies accidentally. She's just his sister's face is just crushed into a pillow. He's like, I don't know, Doc. <laughs> you know, things just they, they feel all reversed sometimes. She's like, Gabriel, you are a backwards person. And he's like, you're right, Doc. <laughs> I, just, I don't always think about it because it's my normal life. You are a backwards person. <laughs> you are backwards. The official diagnosis. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's got to be slightly traumatizing, being a backwards person. You know? You know, deep down inside, people are just going to think you're weird because you're backwards. And you can't help it. Man, I mean, now, he, would, he, he would make such a weird Olympic swimmer because... <laughs> it would be unfair if he was an Olympic swimmer because his, his sister's face is on top the whole time. She'd just be breathing the whole I know. time. Yeah. That's true. And you couldn't really have him be like an Olympic runner or anything like that. Because like, how unfair would it be? Because he could get double the breath. He could do a front and backwards breath. Simultaneously. That's unfair. That's true. I would love to see Gabe trying to get different jobs. (laughs) (laughs) Right. <laughs> and it's just not working out and having to try again. 
I mean, weirdly enough, I know he killed a lot of cops, but he'd be a really good cop because he could literally see in front and behind him at all times. That's true. Yeah. Or a hell of a teacher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Writing shit up you on the chalkboard and he's like, with, hey, yeah. Billy, don't you dare throw that paper airplane. And Billy's like, how'd you know? And he's like, Billy, how stupid are you? I've literally got a face in the back of my head. And he's like, right. you're right, Mr. Gabe. And he's like, Billy, come on, Billy. You're better than this. And he's like, you know, just no one believed in me. And he's like, Billy, I get it. No one believed in me either. And look at me now. I'm a teacher. And he's like, you're right, Mr. Gabe. Just changing lives left and right. I love that in all of your your stories about Gabriel's life, he's he just is a really good guy making a difference. Well, that's after that's after some therapy to deal with his abandonment yeah. issues. Yeah. Right. I think once you get rid of that, I think he'd be swell. His sister seems fine. They share a brain. I bet he'd end up fine too. Yeah. Yeah. He was just trying to tell the truth the whole time. This he whole party is make-believe. You know, this is make-believe. They're not your real family. I'm your family. Why don't you love me? You he just wanted that love, Gabe. Heather? Why is Why that so Gabe? wrong? I get it. It's not. It is not. Team Gabriel all the way. I get it. All right, that's a little weird, Heather. He did murder a lot of people. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he'll have to say I'm sorry or something or write a letter or he'll he'll have to at least write a letter about that and apologize for I mean, they're not being a precinct in Seattle, but And it would be right. a little weird too because they'd be all backwards and they'd have to hold it up to a mirror to re- read it. But I get what you're saying, Justin. All right, I'm I'm done. Let's end this. Yeah, let's end this. <laughs>